observing ego is your ability to be awake and self-aware and socially aware simultaneously to whatever it is you're doing with your life. So if you're out socializing and you don't have observing ego, you might get all embroiled in an interesting conversation with your girlfriends, all huddled together and not realize there are some really great men right outside your circle, but they're not going to approach you because you guys look so serious. But if you have observing ego turned on, you'll be enjoying your conversation, but also awake and aware to the social surrounds. Mm -hmm. And you'll think, gee, men have a difficult time approaching large groups of women. Why don't I peel off for a few minutes, circle the bar, or go get, you know, some appetizers and bring it back to the table, take a little time on my own. I think one of the things uh, that you were talking about earlier made me think of how women in a slightly different way from men have um, kind of a dual uh, kind of a dual friendship role when they're out in public there's your there's your public face and uh, your your presence around your girlfriends and then there's how you would be privately and romantically yeah. with just one one man and they're kind of different things and you know bring out the science again there's a deep instinct in women to uh, want to belong to the peer group and that's not in a weak way, it's in an empowering, strength-based way that there's power in numbers. And uh, women are very, very powerful when they align in groups with each other. So if you're out publicly and socially, there's a strong force to want to go with the flow of your group. And yet to meet a man, you're, you're going to want to not always have your group vet the man you know, judge oh, the man sure. yes. and decide whether you ought to have access to a particular man. Right. It'll actually sabotage you. Absolutely. You know, and usually this is an adolescent girl topic because, right. you know, in adolescence, that's, you know, girl's giant challenge is I want to belong to my group mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, once you get into your 20s, 30s, 40s and beyond, you really have to be more mindful and conscious that it is important to peel off of your group for a time here and there. And when everyone's adults, you can, you can be upfront about the girls' night out, and you can say, okay, ladies, we've all caught up now. We're all caught up with each other. Now it's time to yeah. have fun, maybe meet some men. Somebody needs to be so the it's kind of it's on the table like that. And since you're all adults, you can hear that, and it won't be like you know a bunch of adolescent girls going feeling betrayed because mm-hmm. you know, the other girl wants to meet boys. You know? yeah. It's right. an adult situation, and, and uh, you can be upfront about that. The actual research statistic, we might as well bring this out. It's right out of the Seventh Sense program. But um, there was some research done uh, in the past decade that showed that um, males are about four times worse than women at picking up on subtle social cues. Which means as you go through, you know, this very first phase of courtship, sexual attraction, men need extra help, four times the help (laughs) than you do at understanding what's happening socially. Right. So you may have to start your flirting at a low level, and you may have to ratchet up your flirting four times right. before, yeah. before even guys may even notice you. Yes. But start at the low level and see what happens. But you might have one of those guys where you have to go fourfold on the flirting just to get the guy to understand that you like him and but you want to talk to him. shirt off. Right, yeah, right. right away. Yeah. <laughs> Shirt on. Flirting. The other thing about this is, you know, the online dating, you tell everybody about yourself. But really in this, it's all about how you artfully ask questions of men. 
in order to, to get that response that you're talking about, when you say that they are four times less able to pick up on the social signals, um, an experience I had was I was with a group of women and men that I had not met, and the women were chatting with some of them, and some fellow was standing next to me, and I knew I had to talk to him because I just wanted to be polite. Mm -hmm. And um, I have to say, he was not my type. I was not attracted to him. But I just thought I should be gracious and, and mannerly. And then I also thought, maybe I'll learn something here. So that's where this curiosity comes, or the Jason Mraz song, uh, Win Some or Learn Some. I just thought, okay, you know, that, that song where he has that line, win some, or instead of lose some, learn some. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go for the learning here. So I uh, started to talk to the fellow, and I thought, oh, I just know that I can engage comfortably in a conversation with him. And I said, so what do you do? And he said, uh, he made medical supplies. Well, I'm totally not interested in that at all. But I asked him to tell me, when did he start getting into the medical supply business? And he said, it's funny you should ask. Nobody's ever asked me that because I had the idea when I was 18. Well, at that point, I could go, oh, my gosh, what makes an 18-year-old want to do that instead of being a drama major in college? Mm -hmm. And uh, he went <laughs> on to tell me the story point by point, at which po point I could say, that's really exciting. Suddenly, I thought, he's an amazing person. He's not someone I wanted to be with, but it was a, um, a great time to practice. And then to say, after he described his career and how it had grown and everything like that, then I thought, boy, maybe I can ask him a question about something I'm interested in now. So I'm interested in people being charitable and who they give to and why they pick certain causes. So I said, um, well, I imagine that you're very generous. Hmm. What, is your, what is your cause? He said, again, nobody's asked me that. And then he went on and on again to tell me how he had chosen um, the uh, volunteer fireman and a whole story behind that. For a long while there, he wouldn't let me go. He was so happy to talk to me, and I was so happy that I understood how to make contact with a man and have a conversation that was important to him. It didn't really matter to me that he didn't ask me about myself. It just didn't matter. It felt so feminizing. Okay, so in a way, it's... You had some serious conversation, but it was seriously interesting. Interesting. Right? And that's along the lines of what we're saying by early dating being fun and flirtatious. Yes. Not, you know, like, uh, I don't even know the word for it, like Mae West, over-the-top, sex bomb behavior, yeah. batting your so eyes. Right. Not like a caricature of being a woman. Not being a man. But yes. fun. Right. It was fun. It and was And maybe intellectually fun, at Absolutely. least. Uh, the thing that popped into my mind as you were telling the story of, oh, I do medical supplies, and you're like, oh, that's boring. I, I don't like that at all. I wanted you to say, you know what? Have you ever driven a motorcycle? Oh, oh we did <laughs> and, get to talk about it. Yes, did. he did. And, drive and if he didn't, then you could say, get one. Yeah. Trust me, just get one. <laughs> you know, it would be a fun, flirty thing to yeah. say, and it would challenge him. Right. Mm -hmm. Which would make him feel more masculine because you gave him a challenge to rise to, et cetera, et cetera. But what happened and, about and, motorcycles? And, and he did. <coughs> he drove motorcycles. He was totally <laughs> the type, which I know we're not going to talk about now, but certainly sometimes some of the women listening to this will be interested in the KWML program. Um, so I could see that he was my type. 
Oh, okay. And so in the conversation, there I There are four s- types of men. They're kings, warriors, magicians, and lovers. Yeah, that's yes. in the KWML Mastery Program. Yeah, everybody has a right match by personality. So you're talking about a guy who would be a warrior. Yeah. And these questions you asked revealed to you what personality style he is, too. I could tell he was a warrior type. I could tell he was my, my match. And I had perfect practice so that I could then go to someone else that maybe I was more interested in in the future mm-hmm. and know some of the questions to ask and to find out to screen them. What's interesting right. is you said it was very feminizing for you, yeah. and you haven't talked about him having asked you any questions. You didn't get a chance to talk about yourself during this conversation. No. That was okay. That was fine. Actually, I did say um, it's very important to me that people be charitable, and I could describe okay, to him Okay, you were talking about passion. a topic you were, that was your yeah. passion. Yeah, so you that I could charity. say that. And, and well, right. and in a roundabout man language way, he said you're special. Yes, he did. By saying... Nobody's ever asked me that. That's true. Right. That's that's really that's a man language way of yeah. saying you're special. I like you. Yeah, I could tell it felt really good when you heard that from him. Nobody's ever asked me that. I mean, that felt it felt know, great. Yeah. He totally yeah. turned his body and talked mm-hmm. to me, even though there were many many people around him, right. and um, and even though I may not have been someone he was attracted to for a mate for a, uh, you know someone he wanted to marry. Any of that, did, none of that mattered because I was asking him questions that he liked answering. There was a flow of conversation and it was empowering for both of us. 